0: Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Driver Podcast. My name is James Rea. I write an automotive column for Bay Area News Group, which is the San Jose Mercury and East Bay Times. And I edit and publish the website, theweeklydriver.com. My colleague and friend, Bruce Aldrich, is still away this week. So I'm going to be interviewing our guests by myself. Um, it's happened to me several times. Uh, I live in East Sacramento and sometimes I go for a walk or a run or a bike ride and my head doesn't swivel because I see a wonderful car in someone's driveway and that's how um, David Felderstein and I met uh, briefly and we've talked a few times on the telephone. Uh, David also lives in East Sacramento and as I come to find out he is the exhibits committee chair and board secretary for the california automobile museum we've had on guests before uh from the museum uh through the years and now approaching our fifth year of our podcast but i had never met david and so david um, welcome to my podcast thank you um i'd like to start with that wonderful car uh, we'll get into the auto museum and you've got all kinds of stuff going on but the uh, car that i walked by it's been maybe six weeks ago now maybe a little longer than that Uh, And it just turned my head because it's a vintage car and it's it's in great condition. So, can you introduce our audience to the car that I saw? Um, I'm not using any verbiage yet, but um, go ahead and tell us what that car was. And I think you know the one I'm speaking of. It's a 1948 uh, Baker Commander Land Cruiser four-door sedan. It's the most wonderful one of the most wonderful cars I've seen. In that, in that particular segment of cars. How did you come about to get that car and what have you done to it and what kind of reaction do you get to a car that's, you know, from the 40s? Um,
1: I have friends that live in uh, San Diego, a uh, uh, older gay couple, and uh, this car was in their car collection and, uh, it had not been driven for at least a decade, perhaps longer. I saw it in their car barn uh, about 12 years ago and I knew they weren't using it. And I asked them if I could buy it. They sold it to me. I had it brought to Sacramento. Uh, I had to go through the rehab process of taking out the gas tank, the radiator, but I went much further and removed everything uh, that could be taken off, uh, starter, carburetor, generator, uh, et etc et cetera, and then ordered up all of the, uh, the rubber components for, from front to back, all the bushings and bearings, and did a rehab on the car. Uh, it's a 58,000-mile car. That had never been done. And so now the car is uh, being sorted out, running quite well. Uh, still some things to do. I showed it at the Ironstone Concours uh, last Saturday, and it had quite a
0: positive reaction. I can only imagine. It's, uh, it's just a beauty. Um, David, we don't know each other that well, but um, a lot of people I've spoken to over the years, guests on our podcast, or just people that you meet at car shows and so forth, they've learned the car industry from a father, a brother, an older friend, an uncle. Um, how is it that your interest in cars has built all these years? Did you have a mentor, or did, was it something that you uh, took upon yourself um, many, many years ago to be, be that interested in automobiles? My brother,
1: my older brother, was very interested in cars, and still is. Um, our father uh, was not interested in cars. They were an expensive annoyance,
0: uh,
1: but my <laughs> But my brother and I um, always followed the new car introductions through, uh, I'm 71 years old, so through the 1950s and 60s, uh, and as an adult, I just became interested in, um, in collecting some vintage cars and started when I was about 45 years old to buy uh, things and um, have enjoyed myself immensely.
0: I can only imagine, uh, I think when we met briefly or either in a face-to-face conversation or on the telephone, you mentioned that you have several cars. So could you take us through some of the other automobiles you have? And, and are they at the museum, some of them, or in other locations?
1: Okay, we'll go from old to new. Please. Um, I have a 1935 Chrysler uh, Imperial Airflow sedan that is at the car museum that car i have driven forty-six thousand miles back and forth across the united states to attend airflow national meets um i bought that car in 2011 uh i have a 1936 chrysler imperial airflow coupe a very rare car yes that that is um in the final stages of a full full-on frame-off restoration. Um, that car, uh, is one of about 10. That's still in existence. Um, I have a 1948 student Studebaker that I just described. I have a 1952, uh, Dodge, uh, uh club coupe, which is, a uh, uh, six passenger, two door, uh, coupe. Uh, that's I've had for 25 years. That's very, very low mileage. Uh, when I got it, it had less than a thousand miles, part of a collection of cars that, um, were in Texas when a dealer died, he put them in a barn. Um, and then I have a 1963 Dodge Polara two door hardtop, bench seat 318 uh, torque flight push button that's a carbon copy of my mother's car when I was learning how to drive back in 1967 and I have a Fiat 124 uh, Spider uh, that's similar to my first car that I bought, um, a, two, uh, a two seat convertible.
0: Yeah. And are these cars that you have, do you rotate through daily drivers? Or do you have you know, another car that you have as a daily?
1: Oh, my daily drivers, I have uh, I have two of those. Um, I have a BMW sedan, a 335 sedan uh, that's 10 years old. And recently, two or three years ago, brought, bought my brother's uh, Lexus that he was going to uh, get rid of. And I switch off between the Lexus and the BMW as my daily driver.
0: That's great. You've got quite a collection. Um, When when someone, uh, I'm just a few years behind you in age 67, when a young person sees, let's just say, the Studebaker or one of your other vintage cars, or a person of our age or older, can you you share a story or two that uh, a young person would say, oh, my gosh, uh, did they actually make a car that looked like that? Or an older person who says, you know, my, my father had that car, my grandfather had that car. Can you share a couple of stories? Uh,
1: I think cars touch uh, very emotional, um, deep emotional reactions among people. Uh, just quickly, the car museum uh, hosts people with Alzheimer's from time to time. And people uh, that haven't been communicative for a while often uh, come to life uh, because the car that they're looking at touches them somehow. Uh, cars are very emotional, and people enjoy to look at and ride in old cars. And I find they're very fun because the mechanicals are very simple, and uh, it's it's very satisfying to... Uh, Make a old car perform as it was meant to. Uh, I don't restore uh, resto mod cars. I put them back to stock. That's my preference. I have no problem with resto mod at all. But I enjoy driving a vehicle to experience what the car drove like new, and that's fun for me.
0: And that's great. The the story the that you shared about Alzheimer's. Uh, I had never heard that that. Reaction. Of course, I've heard people. I've heard about people crying, or you know, telling a story about it was the first car they've been in with their. Like I mentioned, a relative. But that story that you shared. Um, what a touching story that must be. And if you're, if you're there at the the, Sac, uh, the California Automobile Museum or any other museum, and that happens, that's that must be a phenomenal experience.
1: And just a note about the auto museum. Unlike uh, some other museums like the uh, Blackhawk or others, yes. uh, our museum is mostly um, more, uh, more user-friendly kind of cars, yes. uh, cars that people actually had, not big fancy uh, display pieces uh, that uh, the rarefied uh, rich had. The Car Museum here in Sacramento With its 175 car collection, will feature a lot of things that people will relate to personally, because the car collection is much more um, normal cars, not big fancy cars.
0: Yes, I've always appreciated that uh, about the museum, and I've probably been, you know, just four or five times through the years. We we made a wonderfully smooth transition into the the museum, and. I met another uh, friend, um, I've only met the man t- two or three times before, and I think he's going to be a new docent at the museum soon, but it, when it, I was talking to him about it, I, I'll leave his name out of it for now, but um, he expressed the same thing you just expressed about, uh, you know, kind of not, I guess I could say hands-on, if you will, but uh, cars for assignment, cars that are taken out, uh, and you're right, it, you feel comfortable uh never intimidated if you will because there's a a, you know a million dollar car a two million dollar or a five million dollar car in front of you they're cars that that people have and I've always enjoyed that about the museum Uh, and I guess I have a question in that regard is that I've been in Sacramento a long time and and the museum has gone through different you know transitions and uh, people in charge and you know, some issues with, I remember one time there was a, a leakage problem years ago, and so since you're involved with the museum, uh, give us an update. Where Where is the California Automobile Museum now in terms of um, its relevancy and what it does with the public, and give us some updates in, in that world.
1: Well, thank you for asking that question, James. Cheers. The Car Museum is now in its 35th year, and uh, the... Foundation, the California Vehicle Foundation that runs the museum has purchased the building from the city, raised, uh, raised the money and replaced the roof, which was a gargantuan job uh, yes. that cost over half a million dollars, has insulated the inside of the roof also. So the temperature modulation inside the building is much enhanced. It doesn't get very hot, and it doesn't get really cold in the winter. So I, for those that have been that thought it was too hot in there or too cold, that has been fixed. Um, the museum uh, is doing very well financially. Uh, it it um, survived the COVID closure for two, two years on and off very, um, well, not quite, I guess a year and a half, very well, and uh, financially is on a very strong footing, and uh, there's a docent class every year, if anyone's interested, that starts in January and goes till May, 20 weeks, uh, where we uh, educate 15, 20, sometimes 25 docents per year. We have 150 active docents. It's a very social uh, organization. Today, Wednesday, we have a crew that works on the car called the pit crew. We have the road crew that takes the cars out. We have the detail crew, which keeps them clean. And we have a volunteer lunch every Wednesday uh, for $8 that the public is certainly welcome to attend.
0: I didn't know about the luncheon. I'm going to count myself in here one of these weeks soon and come on down. It's great Uh, for people who... (laughs) People who aren't familiar with the area, it's, it's in the, uh, using an umbrella term, it's in the area of Old Sacramento, which, you know, if somebody's visiting the area, there's a, a wonderful museum uh, nearby. There's Old Sacramento itself. There's the museum. If people are interested in dogs, there's a, a rescue facility nearby. It's, it's a, I don't know, maybe in a 10-block area, 12-block area. You've got a lot going on in, in Old Sac.
1: Yes, it's the museum district, we call it, where uh, uh, from south to north is the car museum with free parking. Then just close by is the Crocker Art Museum. Yes. And then close by to that is the Sacramento History Museum. And close by to that is the magnificent uh, California State uh, Railroad Museum, and then close to that is now our brand new um, Smud uh, Children's Museum of Science, which is magnificent, absolutely beautiful, just opened about
0: a year ago. I could see somebody uh, if they haven't already, um, and maybe I should be aware of this: is doing a, a museum tour for three or four hours and and doing a a, you know a nice walk it would take a little bit of a good hike but probably they they do that maybe i don't know yet
1: yes i i think you could come to to sacramento and visit museums for two solid days and really enjoy yourself and and then visit the state capital as well which is magnificent
0: that's right um and david i know that uh, when we just talked earlier that you have a, a very important event coming up uh, in Sacramento uh, with the museum, and uh, I think it's probably it's. I'm assuming it's the biggest event of the year, and I think it's, it is. it's in that early October. So, what is that all about, and what does it mean to the museum and to the uh, to the public? Uh,
1: the museum is sponsoring an event called Cruise Fest, which is on Fulton Avenue uh, in the afternoon from starting at about 3 o'clock that goes till about 6 or 7 o'clock, a little bit earlier, actually. It's October 8th, Saturday, on Fulton Avenue, right around uh, El Camino. We close the street for uh, two blocks, and uh, we have about 10,000 people that come. We limit it to uh, 400 cars or 500, not sure the exact number, but the cars um, drive the circuit uh, from the two-block circuit and then park along the street. We have food vendors and uh, a beer garden and uh it's free if you want to put your car in it's fifty dollars but that's a a fundraiser for the museum but uh, this is the 10th annual it's very highly organized and uh if you want to show your car uh just go on the museum website and get an application um it's it's a fun event. We get all kinds of cars, and like I said, we have about ten thousand spectators every year. Uh, this is the tenth annual.
0: It's in an area. I'm assuming by Tognati's. Yes. Okay. Right. Which is exactly a, a
1: Tognati's. Tognati's parking lot is kind of the beginning of it. Gotcha. Yes. It's and a, then it goes to the north.
0: Gotcha. Anybody uh, who's been to Sacramento who is interested in automobiles. If not, I'm sure even they've driven by Tognati's. It's a very well-known spot uh, for people in Sacramento in that particular part of town, and people can get there early. I'm sure. I'm just thinking the last time I've been over there, and there's there's a lot of old school, like old school diners and fun places to eat, and some some modern places too. So I'm just thinking if sure people could get there early, have a bite to eat, and uh, you know wait for the show, it sounds like a really good time. And then, you know, all those places are open, James. Yeah. But uh, we have a
1: lot of food trucks that oh, also yes, come. So.
0: Yes, gotcha. So you. it's it's quite fun. And it's completely free.
1: And people bring their chairs and just watch the cars go. And then uh, the cars finally park uh, uh, in the last couple hours. And people walk up and down the street and see the cars. It's it's really fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like fun. Um it's a, a Sacramento version of maybe uh, Monterey Auto Week, some of the shows down there that are free, the little car show and, and Concord on the Avenue. I mean, a different environment, but the same idea that people who... And kind, eat, of a, kind of a mini
1: hot August nights.
0: There you go. Perfect, perfect description. Um, back to the Auto Museum, I, if I'm not mistaken, there probably are a few other museums around that also do... Um, is the right terminology consignment? You can put a car for sale at the at, in Sacramento, and that that doesn't happen in every museum, does it?
1: It doesn't. And, but the museum has kind of limited that program to uh, high-dollar cars Yes. Uh, because there's a lot of manpower involved. When if somebody has a very fine car they want to sell, they can bring it to the museum, and uh, we enter into a an agreement with the person. We have a full-time uh, car, uh, California DMV licensed car salesperson, and we handle the entire transaction. And the cars get put up on eBay first to kind of develop uh, a, a profile of what the value might be. And we use all the. Uh, we have a very strict process. No inside dealing. And we use the services like uh, the NADA, which is National, Associ- National Automobile Dealers Association, and the Kelly Blue Book Guides to establish value, and the, the owner is in control of the transaction. Gotcha. And um, uh, that's a, a 5% uh, donation of the car sale price to the museum.
0: That seems like a, a very good a program is there something that uh, that comes to mind that's available uh, as we speak
1: uh, you know I haven't been down there for a while okay uh, I've been
0: on vacation sure. I can't they're, 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 the cars are all
1: on just dis- uh, oh I'm sorry I didn't mention the cars are brought into the museum and put on display yes so and so the cars that the museum is consigned are sitting on the museum floor to be seen by all all uh, museum goers, plus uh, our car sales guy handles any prospective buyers that want to come and drive the car. Uh, it's it's available for that purpose yes. uh, on appointment.
0: I guess like the other cars that are there and the other things that are going on, they all can be they all can be seen on the website, which is CalAutomuseum.org. Uh, right, the
1: cars for sale are listed on the website. We get all kinds of things from modern cars. To uh, to extreme antiques, Model Ts and older, to to BMWs and uh, anything, anything mm. that, that that anything that's a vet. But we also sell donated cars, and unlike uh, uh, some of the other uh, organizations, we, if you donate your car to the museum, it is not wholesaled out. We sell it and we, the museum, makes uh, makes the profit and you, once the car is sold, you get a letter saying your value for your tax deduction. We are a 501c3 charitable organization and the, the, the sale price of the car would be tax deductible for you.
0: Gotcha. The last time I was there, I'm kind of uh, not quite up to speed, uh, funny that I use the word speed. But... There was a, a nice. Ca- I think it might have been called the Pit Stop, uh, a cafe that's there, and then maybe uh, a place where you can buy uh, T-shirts, souvenirs, other other things. That, are those places still open?
1: Well, we don't sell food per se. We sell snacks, snacks, But we snacks, do yeah. we we do have a we do have a gift shop that has a lot of nice uh, uh, gifts, uh, automobilia uh, T-shirts, etc that are pretty cool. I, I just want to mention one sure. thing, if I might, um, we had an exhibit, a first, ever, first ever exhibit of low rider cars from, um, the end of January until the 1st of May. And this, this exhibit with 15 cars and low rider art was a tremendous success. And thousands of people came to see it. And it was also a very, uh, a very strong recognition, of the art form of the lowriders and the lowrider community, and it was a huge success for us and for them. Uh, they got the ordinance against against cruising repealed by the city council, and it's been a tremendous success that was really germinated by the exhibit in the car museum. And now we're showing electric cars, and soon we're going to have a Woody exhibit, a Woody car exhibit, and next is cars by Steve Saleen.
0: The Mustang uh, modifier. That's great. the The first time I was familiar with the museum, uh, gosh, it must be thirty years ago now, and it was outdoors, and there was a huge uh, display of uh, American motors cars. um, You know, uh, Nash Ramblers and AMC Pacers, and all in between. And I was just taken aback. I didn't know at the time that there was such a passionate group of people who, of all things, loved Ramblers and. I love ramblers too so um, I guess I'm trying to make the point like you've made that it's it's a very uh, diverse uh, calendar year with all low riders to ramblers I guess to to electric cars it's uh, you just never know what's what's happening uh, one month to the next or every few months I should say it's a it's a good collection of stuff that's quite varied
1: well I would I would urge uh, your listeners to go on the website cal calautomuseum.org. The full schedule of all the shows inside and outside and all the events uh, surrounding the museum are on our website. And we, we have a very good young, uh, young guy who works for us who's a webmaster. And our website is very modern and up to date. So please go on calautomuseum.org and look at the website to learn what's going on at the museum. Then, uh, i want to mention
0: sure. i just want to mention we are
1: closed on tuesdays
0: gotcha. we're open every day of the week but not tuesdays. not tuesdays well since you've been around the the automotive world uh, i'm going to have a little fun with you and put you on the spot but in a good way um are there cars out there that um since you have a pretty good collection on a personal note that you maybe you have your eye on one or two that uh that you're still that you're thinking about, or that you'd like to have that that you thoroughly enjoy. Well,
1: I I'm going to turn that question around a little bit. <laughs> the answer really is uh, no, because I'm just finishing uh, a full-on frame-off car restoration, and this is a multi-multi-year uh, endeavor, and uh, I'm kind of getting to the point in my life where. I have what I want yeah. and uh, just want to enjoy driving it. But I encourage your listeners, if they're thinking about uh, uh, car restoration, restoring a car, it's quite involved and very complicated. And before you buy anything or start anything, do your homework, get some expert advice, and don't think you're smarter than everybody else. You aren't.
0: <laughs> hey. That's trust me. No one's ever said that before. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> been there and done
1: that. You know, if somebody says it's going to cost $20,000, you're not going to get it done for, for you'll be lucky to get it done for $20,000. Yes. Don't, you're not smarter than everyone else.
0: You know. Trust me. I, I see some of the cars that, uh, I mentioned it before the little car show in Pacific Grove. It's once a year. And, uh, yeah, exactly what you said, uh, those people have echoed in, in slightly different ways, but there are some people who have found there was a guy there this year with a Japanese fire truck and, uh, he's an extra, an extroverted guy. So there were all kinds of people around him and, you know, he had a $10,000 investment. Um, it was his third car. And there was a lot of attention to this little tiny fire truck that had very low mileage on it. But I think your point's well made. The, you you've got your eye on, you know, whatever it might be. And it's probably going to be double what you think it's going to be in terms of investment. Uh, and you ought to know something about wrenching, which I don't know anything about, but a lot of friends and thoroughly enjoy that. It's, uh, I, have been looking at, uh, from afar, the Nissan Figaro or Figaro. I, I've always liked those. And I, no, I noticed the price The Kaiser Darren's. I noticed the prices of those have gone have skyrocketed. Um, what do you think, uh, if you think of something on, that's out there that might be a good collector car that people might not assume might be an electric, a uh, 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 collective car, is it something that you think would be a, a good buy for someone?
1: Well, I think uh, cars from the 40s and 50s uh, right now, uh, if they're not uh, Tri-5 Chevys, 55, 6, and 7 Chevys, Cars from the 1950s are very drivable. You want to try and get a car that will do 70 miles an hour uh, uh, safely and comfortably so that you can drive with modern traffic. If you get an older car uh, that only goes 40 miles an hour, you're very limited as to what you can do with it, and it is not safe. To take a car like that, even on a road like Route 49 up in the foothills, you need to have a car that will go 60 or 65 miles an hour at a minimum. And those cars right now, uh, people are not young people don't really want them and there's a lot of older people like me uh, uh, you know getting to be older that are really uh, interested in finding a new home for their baby yeah. and not so interested in making money but finding a safe home but do your homework and the better the car is the less it's going to cost you but have it seen to professionally you know before you buy it Yes. Looks are not everything. Have it looked at by an expert. Pay the money up front, 100 or $200, to have the car assessed. And if the owner doesn't want that to happen, you don't want that car.
0: You well, know? That's great advice. That's just great advice. I, I hadn't thought it through like that. Some people just, you know, they make passion buys and then they, they're stuck. <laughs>
1: they're stuck. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Well, David, uh, I want to go over a few more things here. Uh, just a couple to reiterate. Um, you are the Exhibits Committee Chair, Board Secretary of the California Automobile Museum. David Felderstein, uh, We want to mention the website again. It's calautomuseum.org. It's in uh, on Front Street in downtown Sacramento. As David mentioned, uh, it's pretty much a... Uh, a walk of museums uh, down there with a new one. I I had not. I wasn't aware of the Smud Museum for Children. That sounds fantastic. So encourage people um, visit down visit what we call old old Sacramento area, and um, please stop by at the um, California Automobile Museum. It's uh, as you mentioned, 175 cars. Cars that I'm just going to say regular people in quotes um, drive and have and. Um, it's a very comforting place. You feel very comfortable as soon as you walk in the, in the facility. So I uh, encourage people to do that. David, hey, thanks a bunch for being available. I'm going to walk by. It's, I think you only live about seven or eight blocks from where my wife and I live. So I hope we can shake hands and, and say hello to, again to each other uh, soon. And, and thank you for being the guest today on the Weekly Driver Podcast.